Right, welcome to the latest episode of the Former Scout Podcast. We're on the ground at Fruxton this weekend, and I'm joined by British Formula 4 points leader and Italian Formula 4 points leader, Alex Dunn. He smiled at that. Uh, welcome, Alex. How does it feel to be at the top of two championships at once? Yeah, um, I think it's a little bit surreal, um, but, you know, I think throughout my throughout my karting career and kind of the start of my car career, I knew that, I knew that the talent was there and I knew it was possible. It was just about... Kind of getting a few things out of the way you know throughout throughout karting we always had a little bit of bad luck and i think now that that's kind of gone and everything's kind of starting to come together then the and the results are, are starting to show and what was the reasoning behind doing not just one championship but two and normally people do italian and adac but you're doing two very different championships yeah well i think um obviously at the start of this year oliver oaks called us and asked him to come and do f4 uae with him and i think Having a five-week prep championship for the start of the season is kind of an opportunity you don't really miss. So we um, we decided to we agreed to go over and do that with him. And then at the end, he asked us to do British F4, um, and we kind of, due to budget reasons, the plan was to only do Italian anyway. So we weren't planning on doing ADAC. But when when he asked us to do British, we said we said yeah that it, that I think it would be a, it would still be a good idea to do a, a two championship plan. So that's kind of that's kind of how we decided to do it. So did you have to look for budget once he called you to then complete this program? Uh, yes, so. we did. Yeah, but we have, um, you know, this, our sponsors helped us, and, and we had a look around, and, and we managed to get the get the budget budget together to do the to do the two. That's good stuff. Uh, looking back at your karting career, you're a name that you know appeared a lot at the the top or near the top in various different competitions uh, across Europe and uh, over on kind of this side of the pond. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe your career, and, and do you think you? got the attention you deserved for it if that makes sense um i think in karting i kind of underachieved the potential i had um you know i think there was a couple of times where we were either we had bad luck or me being slightly inexperienced i made a, a silly mistake so i think um we we always had the pace and we were always around the front or or there or thereabouts um if not at the front so um you know we, we always had the pace but i think i slightly underachieved to what i would have liked to have done and was there ever consideration of going to cars such as Genetta's or F4 a year earlier or was it always 2022 as the plan? To um, before the season when we signed with Tony Kart Factory I did the Genetta scholarship um, and we were thinking about maybe if I, if I wanted to do the, the year in Genetta's but I finished second so we decided to, to go back and do another year of another year of karts so um, so no, we, 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 then we, when karting was finished we decided to just go straight to F4. And, and from the, the results you had and the people you worked with and the lessons you learned, you know, what were your big takeaways from being in such a big operation in karting? Is that? Um, yeah, I think being in Tony Kart official was, I think, probably one of the one of the best things we did in karting. Um, you know, they're such a prestigious team and they have so much experience. Um, I really learned. I learned so much from them. Not only is not only things like setup of the card and becoming a better driver, but also stuff to present myself better as a person as well. So I really, um, I learned a lot from them. And because you managed to do F4 UE at the start of this year, have you been working with the exact same engineers and mechanics as you did then for British F4? Yeah, that was kind of the, the whole idea. Um, when, when he asked us to do British F4, Oliver Oaks actually, um, it was that we, we would have the same as what we had in UAE because I, I built a really good relationship with them and I felt comfortable with everybody in the team. So it was kind of to, to come and build on that with, with everybody I worked in and, and to try and do the, do the best we could in, in British F4. Uh, and last year you did get running in single-seaters, but it wasn't quite the, the year you wanted. Can you fully explain exactly what happened with your entry into F4 
the, the KCMG stuff and then how that kind of evolved and the changing of your plans? Well, um, originally we, we, were, we planned to do Spanish F4 with Pinnacle. Um, but then after after three rounds, there was some, some stuff behind the scenes that, that stopped us from, from carrying on. Um, and uh, after we, we had a quite good quite, quite a few good results for it being my, my first my first couple of races ever in a car. So that's when we got the call from from Gerhard Unger and, and Ralph Schumacher to come over and do Adak, and that's kind of how that, that whole thing came about. And US Racing is a very different team to High Tech uh, and to Pinnacle. Can you describe what it's like working with those guys? Well, I think. The German way is a little bit more strict, but I, I enjoy working. I, ha, I enjoy having two different aspects of, of two different teams. You know, you can kind of you can kind of put them together and, and learn as a driver, which I think is really helpful for me. And also, the more mileage I get out of the two, but but no, I really I enjoy working with both teams equally. I think they're they're both two very different teams with two different approaches, but in in the end, it's the it's the same goal. And Neil Brown Engineering kind of tunes the engines here, makes sure they're all equal across the paddock and yours went back for random checks because you had such a successful weekend last time out. Does it actually feel different being in this car compared to racing the same thing in Italy? Um, no, the, the cars are, everything's the same. I think uh, the engine over here is around seven or eight horsepower uh, less, so it's slightly slower, but you don't really notice it. Um, but setup wise and, and car feeling wise, everything is the, is the same. And because uh, a lot of the Italian ADAC tracks are F1 tracks, but here you've only got Silverstone and the rest are kind of old school. What do you learn from these tracks? Because you're never going to race on them again. So what do you kind of try to take away from them? Um, well, I think the tracks in the UK are a lot tighter and a lot smaller. Um, so you really have to be a lot more precise. Um, like tracks like Spa, for example, you have a lot of runoff where if you make a mistake, you can go off and come back on. Where here it's kind of either you're you do a good lap on track or you're often in the wall so you have to you really have to focus and, and be precise so I think that that learns to it teaches you how to be a better driver when you're when you're on the limit and of all the tracks you've driven on testing or racing on so far which would be your favorite um, in general or in the UK in general uh, I think I'm gonna have to say Spa Spa is probably one of my favorite ones good choice and of course on your very first weekend in single seaters you just turned up to pole position <laughs> on one of the toughest tracks in the world and then went from there. Pretty pretty good stuff. Uh, looking at the rest of the season, you know, it's going to be a busy schedule. Um, obviously, High Tech had an advantage of doing UAE, so they knew the car a bit, but the other teams are going to catch up eventually, the ones that didn't compete. Are you expecting it's going to be getting tougher and tougher in this championship in particular? Um, I think... I'm, I'm quite confident that I think it could it could possibly stay the same way it is because you know even though we had advantages in of doing UAE we're still learning as well um, you know I'm learning myself the team are learning we're we're always trying different things to see even if even though we have incredible pace I think we're always trying different stuff to try and make that even better so we're everybody's pushing to try and catch up but we're pushing to try and pull away so I think. Um, it's going to be a tough one. I think Ugo, being, being a rookie as well, I think he'll catch up at the end. I think he's doing a really good job for being a rookie. So well, I hope, hope to have some, some good racing with him. Caveat that, that as a rookie, Ugo literally has 40,000 testing kilometers <laughs> under his belt. So <laughs> a lot of experience in the car. Um, you had the little bit of KCMG sport last year. Is anyone else like either in the higher echelons, single seaters or cross motorsport, or even just like a sporting agency that's kind of taken notice of your career so far off the back of your results? Um, at the moment, no, not really. Um, I think we're kind of, 
that's what we're trying to look at at the moment to keep on getting results hopefully to be picked up at least by the end of the year to be picked up by a, maybe an F1 junior program the likes of Mercedes or Red Bull or something like that and to try and help me because I know personally with our family we don't have the, the money behind us to go to go all the way to Formula One so I need someone to I need a little bit of help from, from someone so that's the that's kind of why we're trying to get as many good results now as, as we possibly can. Uh, and are you self-managed as well? Uh, yeah, my, my dad's my manager. Okay, that's pretty cool. And are you still doing school stuff as well, or like how are you handling the education side? Um, I think a year before my karting career finished, we made the decision to be homeschooled um, because you know I was traveling every second weekend, every weekend. I was never really, never really in school anyway because I was always racing. So we decided to, to be homeschooled. It was, it was much easier to kind of fit it in around all the all the racing that I was doing. So that was that was that was much more beneficial for me and um, and a lot easier for me as well. Uh, and back in Ireland, there are a few car racing tracks and quite a few car tracks. What's the motorsport scene like there for particularly a very young driver trying to you know, make their way? I think the motorsport scene in Ireland is quite small. Um, you know, like there's no F4 or anything in Ireland. It's, 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 it's really small and there's only two or three racing tracks. So there's not a, there's not a whole lot of racing. It's kind of more, more fun racing than, than really competitive like you get here in the UK or, or in Italian. So I think um, making, making the jump like I did when I when I first started to, to either karting in the UK or karting in Europe is probably the probably the, the best option for somebody young trying to trying to come up through. Uh, and most karting drivers go off to Italy to kind of achieve the dream there. Uh, as you've had experience of several different kind of karting spheres, how do you see the whole karting world at the moment? Because Motorsport UK is now in charge of this championship and the British Championship in karting. WSK does F4 and karting at the same time. Yeah. Is, is that kind of a synergy that helps with young drivers if they're in cars and want to do cars? I think yeah, it does. You know, karting is a great learning curve. Um, you know, there's there's some stuff that you won't take to cars, but there's other stuff you will. Like, I think the race craft you learn in karting is always really really good, and um, because you know, there's no obviously there's no downforce in karts, so there's no dirty air or anything, so it's always really wheel to wheel, really close racing. Um, and I think that's that's one of the main things a young driver, if you see a carring driver that comes to cars, you notice that their racecraft is always quite good um, from the get-go. So I think that's that's one of the things you really you learn a lot from in carding. Uh, and High Tech has a big facility next to Silverstone, big simulator, basically an F1 level factory. Maybe they might be going to F1, who knows. Uh, how's it been using that to kind of advance your own skills and like communicating with a team as well as big as that yeah you know I, I really enjoy going to the factory working with a team uh, working on the sim and also working in the gym as well kind of helping me be a better driver and, and getting better physically and mentally as well which obviously helps in the car so they have a they have a lot of um a lot of aspects to help me improve which is which is really good uh, and by the time this podcast goes out the fraction weekend would have finished yeah. so there's no point asking you what happens in the next race uh, but for the rest of the season kind of what are you expecting from different rounds are there any tracks in particular that you might think might be a bit tough or you're already really confident at um no i think i'm pretty confident for the whole season um we've tested it i think with the exception of croft we've tested we've tested at every track so i'm uh, i'm pretty confident the pace the pace all the way throughout testing has been really good especially at Snedderton. and um, that's what i'm looking forward to most uh, i really enjoy that track so so yeah no i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling confident for the for, the, for everywhere uh, and looking beyond that series and years beyond and where your racing career is going what are your kind of targets for 2023 2024 and also obviously you've established yourself in, in two pretty big teams and with tony Kart as well yeah. personally from like a personal development level what are you looking for to improve in yourself beyond just getting faster um i think 
that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I think you can always improve. I think if, like, for even even like the drivers in Formula One, for example, if you're winning every race, there's still something that you can improve on. Um, you know, like, I think. Uh, but like being with High Tech and being with US, they, they're both they're they're pushing me really hard to, to try and improve myself. Um, Obviously, the the plan for for next year and, and the year after is to to make the step up to F3 and, and then F2 and then Formula One. So, but that, like like I said before, that's where you need the where you need the backing to, to come into play. Straight to FIA Formula Three or Formula Regional first? Honestly, I'd be happy either way. Um, you know, I think Freck is Freck is a good choice, but I think I believe in my I believe that I have the ability to go straight to FIA F3. It's a quite a big jump, but that's also something I'd like to do as well. Do, do you talk to other drivers who are like one or two steps above to about how they've moved up to F3 and that kind of thing? Um, I haven't talked to any of the F2 drivers. I talked. I'm quite friendly with uh, Isaac Hadjar, who's obviously with High Tech in, in FIA F3. So I talked to him a little bit, um, um, trying to see if I can. You know, he, he. I know he's a really good driver, so see if I can learn anything. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I look forward to, to making the jump to F3 in, in whatever uh, championship it may be. Awesome stuff. Well, good luck for the rest of this weekend. I'll probably add a little bit of audio at the end explaining what happens after this. And it's starting to rain now, so we could have a wet race free. Yeah. Um, good luck for the rest of the season as well. And 2023 as well. I expect it's going to be a big year. Thank you very much. Thanks. Wicked. And to end the podcast, Alex did go on to win race free the weekend at Fruxton from pole position and a brilliant race. And the weekend after, because this podcast has gone up 10 days later, uh, it was the second Italian F4 round at Masano. Now, Alex finished third in the first race, but ended up finishing 33rd in race two, uh, several laps down, and then seventh place in race three, despite losing his front wing. So he's now not leading the points there. He's still second in the standings, though, uh, and 23 points off new leader Rafael Kamara. But there's still all to play for with five rounds of that championship to go.